You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Running back was already one of the Chicago Bears' strengths on their roster this offseason before they signed a free agent and used a draft pick at the position. So how the heck is Matt Nagy going to find roster spots and carries for all of their different talented running backs? This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. On the show today, training camp previews continue with the running back position. Again, my plan here is not to go player by player through the 53 or the 90-man roster and say, here's player one, here's player two, here's player three. That's boring. No, let's look at it from a big storyline picture of what are not only the battles but other dynamics at play within each of these position groups. Again, today, moving to the running back. So we'll start to look at how this rotation might work and more specifically, what David Montgomery's role is going to look like after sort of establishing himself and breaking out a bit more toward the end of last season, really getting into that rhythm. How does that carry over into this season with Tariq Cohen coming back from injury, Damian Williams brought in as a free agent, and of course, Khalil Herbert being drafted in the sixth round. So we'll figure out what this Bears running game might look like or should or could look like. We'll figure out what Tariq Cohen's role is going to look like. Is he going to be a receiver a little bit more often now that you have all of these talented players in the backfield? Could Damian Williams be used in some of that ways? How do you keep them both fresh and innovative and not become too predictable for opposing defenses either? You want to have sort of that that mismatch and some of that advantage to where the defense doesn't really know exactly what he's going to do or how he's going to do it and really use that weapon to its full potential. And we'll wrap up with a bigger picture question about just the depth. How do you fit these guys on the roster, can you can you carry four running backs? Could you go to five? Where might they stick those last few players? Special teams is going to play a role in there, and a lot of different dynamics as to how you're supposed to fit these guys either on the practice squad or with this team, and whether Damian Williams can keep some of the younger guys off of this roster. A lot of different things are at play here, but at least it's a good problem for the Chicago Bears to have. Let's start with Montgomery in this workhorse role, though. Kind of a running back rotation expected, but but just how much a rotation? Because he proved pretty firmly, at least down the stretch last season, that he is and can be that number one guy. I think we kind of already knew that, and maybe he sort of proved it his rookie year, but we hadn't really seen the Bears consistently stick to a running game and stick to David Montgomery with that running game for an extended period of time until they switched up the whole offense with Mitch Trubisky down that stretch and really made the running game and David Montgomery a part of the offensive scheme. It, it felt for too long like the running game was almost an obligation that Matt Nagy felt like he had to do, and even then didn't feel too obliged when he'd have games with six total carries or whatever the number was against the Saints a couple of years ago, right? But it, but it felt like he would sprinkle in runs in a drive, and particularly it's first and ten, and that's when the Bears would hand off, and it's kind of a predictable time to run the ball. Almost like what, what felt to us on the outside like because he's supposed to, or he feels like... He's supposed to, but it wasn't necessarily like 
built into the fabric of the offense in a way until we got to that second half of the season when they switched to more of the play-action rollouts for Mitch Trubisky, and all of a sudden the running game was important. You know, it was an important aspect of that and meant a little bit something more and also was more of a threat to the defense in that way. It was it was built into the system, and so they didn't know often when the Bears were running or passing, and that sort of that play-action not only helped the quarterback but helps the running game as well. And just as much as we talk about the run can set up the pass, the pass can also set up the run. But then you come into to 2021, and now it's not it's no longer just David Montgomery. You know, last year it was like, well, Cordell Patterson was the backup after Cohen got hurt, but you're not really – you don't want to have to rely on Patterson as a 15, 20-carry guy. They, they had to when Montgomery was hurt for a short period of time there, but not really what the Bears were looking for. It's the reason they got Artavis Pierce, the undrafted free agent, a little bit more involved. They kind of had to – you know, David Montgomery was their guy and their option, but now – Matt Nagy's got this running back buffet, and, I mean, they loved eating that at that trough in Kansas City. I mean, there's Andy Reid fat joke to be made there about buffets. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to let you finish that one. But, you know, there is a treasure trove of running backs here, of guys with different skill sets. And so for Matt Nagy, is David Montgomery a guy that has to get into that rhythm? Or if the run blocking in the offensive scheme is better, can you plug him in and get a, get a big run off of a rotation, you know, do you, do you need to stick with Montgomery and get him, you know, to your 10, your 15, your 20 carries to get him to break through for maybe the big one in that? Or can he be that guy that jumps in and instantly sort of makes that play? I think a lot of that can have to do with the quality of the offensive line. That I think if, if the offensive line gets into a rhythm run blocking, and maybe sometimes it's Cohen and it's, it's Williams and it's Montgomery, but if the offensive line can start to free things up, then it sometimes you can get away with plugging in running backs and rotating them in here and there and hope that you know you're able to sort of formulate a consistent enough running game and maybe Montgomery stays a little bit more fresh that way and maybe you get a variety of skill sets so that linebackers can't always see okay this running back is on the field and I know his tendencies I know he likes to cut back on these plays I know he doesn't like to bounce outside on those plays and you know maybe you can start to not get predictable but it becomes a little bit easier if the defense knows who's getting the ball on any particular running play, whereas, okay, it's Williams, so what do I have to remember there? It's Cohen, what do I have to remember there? It's Montgomery, what do I have to remember there? And maybe there, there, are, there are certainly a lot of advantages to getting into more of a, a running back by committee role. It's just, it's just a matter of, will the Bears commit to the running game full-time the way we saw them start to do at the end of last season? It's been something Matt Nagy has talked about wanting to do, but it really wasn't until they were forced into it down the stretch to kind of save their jobs that they fully jumped into that. Some of that has to do with how well the offense is playing and the defense, too. If you're behind on the scoreboard, kind of hard to run in the third quarter when you need to score touchdowns quickly, right? I mean, there's, there's a game flow aspect to this that can be challenging, and it does go beyond play calling and offensive line play and running backs. But it's sort of a matter of, you know, how much value do you want to squeeze out of all of your running backs and how much do you shovel on to David Montgomery? And what kind of capacity can a guy like Tariq Cohen take? You know, he's, he's not built to be an every-down running back. Damian Williams, a little more, a little bigger, but not never really been the workhorse go-to guy, per se. But we'll start to get in a little bit more of how that Cohen and Williams dynamic might work with David Montgomery next on Locked on Bears. Before too long, we'll start getting some fantasy football prop bets 
available at betonline.ag once we start ramping up closer and closer to the season. So make sure you get all signed up and squared away now at the number one place we recommend and the number one place we trust for all of your sports betting needs. Even now, you could get in on some fun prop bets for this upcoming season. Bears win total. Will the Bears make the playoffs? Justin Fields, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Where will the Bears finish in the NFC North standings? Matt Nagy is a potential coach of the year or potentially the first coach fired and so many different more ways to play plus all the other sports too you can bet nba finals right now and so much more that's why we always say head on over to betonline.ag sign up for that free account and when you do enter in our promo code locked on and you'll receive a free 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts A lot of the attention is going to be on David Montgomery this season for very good reasons. I mean, that we want to see what he's going to do and how the Bears are going to use him. But I feel like we, we were easy to forget about Tariq Cohen when he gets injured. Was it three games into last season and torn ACL? And it, it, we certainly missed his speed and his explosiveness and some of the things he can bring to this offense. But, like, we think about the success that they were able to still have in the running game without him last year, and it's all of a sudden, okay, let's have some fun now. You know, now we can get this... I, I, I want to use the word gadget player, but I don't want to insult him on that, right? I mean, it's it's a valuable thing. He's he's not a gimmick player. He's a gadget player. Is that is that a fair differentiator we can make there that he he can be he used in a lot of ways? He's not a not a jack of all trades, but he is he is a fun tool for Matt Nagy to have. And it feels like we haven't really seen Matt Nagy fully unlock all of that. And we want to see a little bit more, perhaps as the quarterback play in this offense improves down the line at some point here when when things start to elevate there, just as, as the scheme gets a little bit more robust and kind of built in. There's no longer this learning phase of, like, Nagy getting used to his new guys or, you know, new players trying to learn new schemes. It's like, all right, this is the time for us to see what Tariq Cohen can do in this offense. And for me, I think it's got to be more at receiver, right? Get him on the field more. He can't just be a, a, a pure running back. And he not that he has been a pure running back, but I think too often – it's been like if he's if he's in at receiver, there's no other running back on the field, and I think you can you can start to experiment a little bit with how you create your matchups because you also have to be careful to not make him a pure wide receiver. You know, he, you have to be able to have the right mismatch opportunities, and and Damian Williams can do some of this to a similar extent. He can also be a good receiving back out of the backfield. He's lined up at receiver before in Kansas City, but with Cohen, his mismatch advantage comes when. Uh, you know, a linebacker or a safety is typically in a coverage scheme, especially man-to-man, who matches up with running backs. You just sort of you put your cornerbacks on receivers because that's sort of where more of the speed is. And then if you can get a running back on a linebacker or a safety, that's where your mismatch becomes. But if you make Cohen too often a wide receiver and defenses just start responding by putting a cornerback on him, I don't know that there's that same coverage mismatch there that they just treat him like another wide receiver and then he's just a small fast receiver and he can still win against the cornerback but the real advantage there is when he's going up against a clearly slower defender ideally a linebacker and lesser than so a safety but that's where you know that's where you start to play this cat and mouse game where it's like you start using Cohen at receiver and get those linebacker matchups and if teams start responding with a cornerback then you bring Cohen back into the backfield on that even on that same play and all of a sudden, your box numbers change. It becomes easier to run the ball because instead of having a linebacker in there, 
it's a cornerback, and that's that's you know that's an advantage for your running game and for your blockers, and that's where you can kind of play this game where it's like okay. You can put Cohen out there at receiver, maybe with Montgomery or Williams in the backfield, and if a linebacker follows him, then great. You have a pass mismatch there. If if a cornerback matches him from a personnel standpoint, you pull him in the backfield, and maybe Williams or Montgomery becomes the lead blocker, and you hand it off to Cohen. But then you have a numbers advantage in there, and it's all about finding that delicate balance of, you know, how, how our defense is going to respond to that and stay one step ahead. It's for me, it's. That's how you maximize his skill set. Like we haven't seen him be that downfield threat as much as we like. It was rookie season. They threw a couple of deep bombs to him, and it was like, oh, here's a real weapon. Even though he's he, you know, he's short, he's not winning the jump balls, but he's going to outrun guys, and he's going to be explosive after the catch. And we we can't afford to have the Bears just be. I don't want to call it lazy with him, but you know, he's just throwing him bubble screens and and acting like that's enough. Doesn't feel like utilizing Tariq Cohen to his full advantage. I'm willing to sort of put some of that on quarterback and feel like, all oh, right, maybe Matt Nagy didn't trust his consistency enough at quarterback to say, all right, we're going to get really creative with him. Just Let's just make it easy, throw in the bubble screens because we don't have the capacity right now to do a lot more things than that. But eventually those excuses stop, especially when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields coming, and presumably Dalton is supposed to be at least somewhat better than what they've been dealing with at the same time. And all of this can give you just more speed on the field. Can, like, can you imagine a speed receiver lineup? You know, you have Marquise Goodwin, a track athlete, Tariq Cohen maybe in the slot, and Darnell Mooney. I mean, that's, you have, I, I'm, I'm not comparing it to the talent that the Kansas City Chiefs have at wide receiver, but when you think about the speed that they'll put in the lineup with, you know, Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman and Tyreek Hill, I, again, the Bears don't have that level, but those skill sets of like three speed track athletes that are just going to try and blow by you. And that means your safeties are going to have to really get on their tails and get back. It's going to create a lot of space underneath an intermediate. And if everyone's playing deep, you can run the ball or throw it quick over the middle and you can really sort of build these things. And that's not even with Allen Robinson on the field, right? I mean, that's, that's where you start to have fun with the talent and these different skill sets and be creative as an offensive play caller. And that's what we really want to see out of Matt Nagy here starting with training camp. That's, that's when you figure out some of these different roles and figure out what kind of plays that's going to work with, what kind of plays it's not going to work with. What is Cohen capable of and not at wide receiver? You know, can he be you know, a, a great route runner downfielder? You know, I mean, that's, it's a lot to expect for a guy to be a, a career running back and then run routes like a, like a top receiver, right? There's, there's going to be some limitations there, but this is when you test that, you play with that, and you try and have some fun and create some more innovative offense and, and some of the things that Matt Nagy was sort of supposed to be known for coming into Chicago and we saw the trick plays but let's see that really matriculate into the quote-unquote base offense with more mismatches creativity and keeping the defense guessing on where your players are going to line up how they're going to be used and, and how to then try and match up and stop that and then you stay one step ahead by switching it to whenever the defense then adjusts to what you're doing it's also the time to figure out how exactly you're going to keep all these running backs and, and where they're all supposed to fit on the 53-man roster when you have talented guys and you don't want to let them out of the building, but you can only keep so many of them, and it's, it's a good problem to have. We'll try and figure out how to sort through that and maybe predict a little bit of, of where players might end up and, and how the Bears might find some space for them next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears also brought to you by our friends at BuiltBar.com. Coming to you now with a limited edition flavor, I highly recommend. So I'll give you, I'll let you in on a little secret. Built Bar, when they have a new flavor, 
they let us try some. And this new Grasshopper Cookie Built Bar is delicious. It is the, the healthy version of a Thin Mint. I say that because it's only 150 calories, it's 17 grams of protein, and 5 grams of sugar. But it's sweet, it's delicious, and it tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, and then they even put like these sort of like ground up mint cookie bits on top. It's like sort of like a dusting uh, on top of the chocolate coating, and then the inside tastes like the, the mint that you get from the Thin Mint. It is so good, but it's only going to be available for a limited time. So if you want to get in on it, now is the time to do so. Or check out and enjoy any of the other delicious Built Bar flavors. I have tried every single one, and I promise you, you can't go wrong with any of them. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It seems like without fail every year at training camp, the fan base especially can get scared of losing a talented young player, especially one who's uh, a, either a, a current rookie draft pick or maybe a, a promising recent undrafted rookie free agent that if you don't keep him on your 53-man roster, some other team is going to snatch him up, especially if he has a strong training camp and more importantly, a strong preseason. You know, a guy, when you think about the preseason heroes of years past, you know, Tanner Gentry at wide receiver. I mean, Jesper Horstead at tight end just was that last year or the year before, the pandemic year. I, seasons or preseasons are hard to remember. I mean, I mean even goes back to past quarterbacks in the, in the old days and the Lovey Smith days. There's a lot of training camp heroes along the way, and you feel like, man, he played so well in the preseason and was a standout at training camp. If the Bears cut him, man, Somebody's going to snatch him up and take him away from the team. And it seems like more often than not, doesn't usually happen that way. And the Bears tend to get away with stashing a quality young player, or at least a promising young player. Maybe that's the better way to put it. If they were such high quality, they might still make the 53-man roster. But stashing a highly promising young player on the practice squad because they know they can get away with it. Like as much as we see some of these guys play at a high level and other teams can, can sort of see that, he has to be so impressive that a team would rather have him over someone else on their roster, right? It's not just like they have an open spot, so let's take that cast off that impressed us from the Bears. It's like, no, we have to pick him over the guy we really like that we've been watching in our own training camp for three months and impressed us at the preseason games. And so rarely is a guy going to be cut from your 53-man roster and picked up by another team based solely off of what he did in the training camp in the preseason. And all of this is a preamble about Khalil Herbert, the running back the Bears drafted in the sixth round. And, you know, there's the special teams that intrigues you, right? He was a kickoff return guy, had some success there. And you can say, well, you know, the Bears don't have Cordell Patterson anymore. It's a good opportunity for Herbert to earn a roster spot there. And absolutely, special teams will have to be where Herbert is going to earn his roster spot. Same goes for Ryan Nall or Artavis Pierce or the other undrafted free agent that they have at running back. Any of those guys, if they're going to stick on as running back four, it's almost certainly going to be special teams because you're not, you're not cracking the Bears running back rotation right now if Montgomery, Cohen, and Williams are all on your 53-man roster. And I don't think 
Williams at this point is guaranteed a spot. You know, he's on a one-year basically minimum deal after opting out last year. There's a lot of familiarity with this coaching staff and pretty good reason to suggest that he will be a part of this offense and a part of this 53-man roster. But as running back three, he's going to have to do some special teams as well. And it's, it's, it's a matter of, okay, do I keep Herbert as my fourth running back instead of a sixth receiver or maybe a fourth tight end or a sixth linebacker or, you know, a sixth corner, excuse me, a fifth linebacker or a sixth cornerback or maybe a fifth safety, right? It's all about which of those end-of-the-bench spots is going to give me the most special teams bang for my buck. And I guess by buck, I mean roster spot. You don't really want to have to give it to a guy that's just going to be inactive unless you're that convinced that another team is going to snatch him away. And I think for Herbert, the, the reason that fear would come is only if there's maybe another team that really wanted to draft him. And because the Bears got him, what, sixth round, 217th pick, that maybe a team would say, if he became available, we still want him because we loved him that much in the draft and didn't get a chance to take him. That's, that's the one area where maybe I would feel a more justified fear of another team snatching him. But I, I don't think a team is purely going to watch him for three preseason games and maybe training camp practices and say, yes, he is better than any of the other running backs that we could get to fill that last spot on our own roster. It's just not really all that common for a team to fall in love, again, based purely on that preseason performance. It's, it would be his college tape. It would be you know all the different things they liked about him before the preseason on top of whatever things he might have flashed at that time. But I really think he's in a position where, unless he can really play himself onto the roster, I think the Bears are in a pretty good spot to be able to stash him on the practice squad. And at the very least... You know, if the Bears are getting all these different running backs involved in the offense, maybe that increases the chances that maybe one of them gets dinged up. You know, if, if all three guys are on the field, then they're all getting playing time and all taking hits. And maybe compared to when you would normally have a running back three that just plays special teams or whatever, maybe he's less likely to get inclined, less inclined to get hurt. Or maybe, maybe you could take it the other way and say, well, if David Montgomery is playing fewer snaps because the other two running backs are taking some of his, then he might be less likely to get hurt and create that opportunity for another running back. But you can kind of make the arguments on both sides of the coin there. The more running backs are getting used in this offense, the more opportunity there are for other running backs to potentially get in there and, and have some of those snaps and, and be able to fill some of those roles. So I, I don't think it's a disappointment if somebody like Herbert ends up on the practice squad and you know spends his first year there as more of a developmental guy. There's a reason the league has expanded those practice squads, and there's a reason why you know the Bears had how many sixth and seventh round picks this year. I mean, they were kind of just adding guys late in this draft, and you don't necessarily always expect all of those guys to be able to stick on it. I mean, they were sixth round picks outside of the top 200 for a reason. It, it can be a little bit more of taking a flyer on someone and feeling like it's more of a long-term project. So all that's to say, maybe let's not get our expectations and hopes up too high right away for first-year Khalil Herbert, but it doesn't mean it's a, some reflection on what he's going to be at, in his career and how that's going to play out for the Bears in the backfield. We just know that they brought in Damian Williams first. He's a veteran, but he's only on a one-year deal. It's not necessarily going to be a long-term thing there. I think there could be long-term questions about David or Tariq Cohen's price tag and his value on this roster, you know, a year or two down the line when you start to talk about David Montgomery and his next contract, we don't really know what the long-term future at running back is going to be in Chicago. There's, it's always a, a high turnover position and a lower valued position in the NFL nowadays. So having a young guy in the practice squad is definitely a good thing for the Chicago Bears. But we'll keep a pretty close eye on what the Bears do in that backfield and how those 
rotation starts to go at training camp. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll keep our training camp previews going for the rest of this week and into next week. We're still only at three days a week for the podcast, but as we get a little bit deeper into July here and get closer and closer to training camp, we're going to ramp back up to a full five-day-a-week selection for you and make sure that you are all set for when the Bears return to the practice field and we start getting into those three preseason games. So I appreciate everyone who's been following along. Appreciate everyone who's jumped on with our YouTube channel. All of the subscribers have really been a big help in boosting us up and helping us grow and reach new Bears fans and hopefully making it easier for all of our new viewers in addition to listeners, making it that much easier for all of them to bear down.